This is where Steve Kirsch explains that he sent hundreds of unsolicited emails to people at the CDC, and not a single one of them wanted to see the research that he'd done himself on the internet. <laughs> it's great because Stu Peters accidentally clarifies. He's like, wow, they actually said, like, I don't want to see that research. And he's like, oh, no, they just ignored me because I'm a crazy person. He's like, oh, we should leave this out of our documentary. Yeah, because they have like, the CDC has a very specific spam filter that is set up just for me. It's got its normal one. And then it's <laughs> yes. got the CDC spam filter. Yeah. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because laughter is the best medicine, and I hear Americans pay out the ass for medicine. I'm your host, No Illusions. Heath is off this weekend, but 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm incredible, Noah. Full of white worms and <laughs> ready to kick. All right, got some calamari in the bloodstream. <laughs> That's right. And also joining me from 4,100 miles to my right is the Marsh who still doesn't know how England was going to fare against France on Saturday. Marsh, my condolences. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your condolences, but I think they should all go to the French players who mysteriously dropped like flies. Why are footballers dropping like flies at the moment? <laughs> Died suddenly, all these footballers. So it's, it's fine. Your condolences are reasonable, though. All right. All right. So tell us, Marsh, although you've already hinted, what will we be breaking down today? Yeah, we watched Died Suddenly. It is the hour-long Twitter documentary expose of just how little understanding of anatomy the average funeral home worker has. <laughs> this whole thing was basically six feet plunder. Oh, nice. Well <laughs> Honestly, done. Honestly, I could retitle this documentary, did you know you only need an associate's degree to be an embalmer? Yeah, it's like a two-year <laughs> program. I looked up the courses and everything. Surprisingly little science in there. And Eli... How bad was this movie? Well, if you loved the dangerous misinformation of Vaxxed, Vax2, and Plandemic, but they lacked the balls to call out the fallen angel behind Big Pharma, <laughs> oh. you will love this movie. And can I say... I fucking loved this movie. This It was a goddamn... I did spend the whole time dreaming of an alternate life where I just don't even know that this existed or whatever, yeah. but it was. It was delightful in the fact that it was just willing to go all the goddamn way. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so much of the time when we watch pseudoscience documentaries, they sort of walk the line of like, well, we're just asking questions. or blah, 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 blah. Here's a basic misunderstanding of this thing. Not this movie. This movie is like, your blood is full of vaccine worms. They put worm vaccines <laughs> into you. Who? Who's they? Satan. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. yes, George right, Soros, right, his yes. best friend. Like, the, the, there's no... Talk about quiet part out loud. This is the out loud. The loud parts out loud documentary. <laughs> this documentary is so fucking crazy that they're like, look, obviously chemtrails are real, but they're ineffective and that's right. why they're doing the blood work. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. It's, it, it's the movie ends with a man named Looney warning us that if we don't all come together, quote, the monsters will destroy humanity. <laughs> mm -hmm. And do you think he meant the worms? Do you think he just lost track of what the worms were? Like the blood worms are getting bigger. It's like an X-Files situation. Oh, interesting. Interesting. We just explode into them at a certain point. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. So is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? 
oh, absolutely. Best worst credentials. Absolutely <laughs> has to be that. Because you've mentioned vaxxed, you've mentioned pandemic. In those, we had people like Andrew Wakefield, who at least went to medical school. He's not allowed to talk about it anymore. <laughs> and he's legally obliged to tell you that he's no longer anywhere near medicine. But at least he did some study. But the best medical experts we get in this entire film are embalmers. Yeah. People who get the dead body a while after it's dead and just make it look pretty. That's their job. Yep. And they're like, no, no, these are the guys who are going to blow the lid off this entire thing. Those are the ones who really know what's going on. The, the oh. guys who fill corpses with juice. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, again, I'm sure that there are amazing embalmers out there and I'm sure it's a difficult profession, but this is one step below the ladies at the makeup counter at Macy's medical opinions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. All right, so I'm going to go with best worst money shot. Oh. <laughs> I'll t- I, I'll explain when we get there, but it was not pleasant at all. <laughs> and of course, I am going to go with being the worst person on this podcast by a, by a large margin. I'm going to go with best worst funny montage that wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I could I've never felt more alone than I was going through the notes being like, "Yep, very serious." <laughs> falling down montage that we're all of people fainting very yes uh-huh. serious about <laughs> <laughs> furiously deleting wacky sax.gif from my notes <laughs> all right well I'll tell you what we've got a lot of bullshit to wade through on the other side of this break so we're gonna take a minute to put on our gators but we're back in a flash with all the adults playing scientists that is died suddenly this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh, oh no! Hey, Santa, what's the matter? Oh, hello there, Twinkle Toes. It's this holiday stress. It sure is getting Santa blue. I need milk and cookies. Milk and cookies will make me feel better. You know, Santa, holiday stress is a normal part of a lot of people's lives. Have you considered talking to a professional about it? You mean therapy? I'm not crazy. I don't need therapy. Santa, therapy isn't just for people with a mental illness. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. Mm, that does sound useful, but I'm all the way up here at the North Pole. There are no therapists up here unless you count Sugar Cookie, and he's a youngian. I just asked if you were having bad dreams. Whatever, you psychosexual evangelist. Well, but Santa, if you're having trouble finding a therapist locally, why not try BetterHelp? What's BetterHelp? As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash awful. That's better com slash awful. Thanks, Twinkle Toes. Christmas is saved. It's not your job to save everyone, Santa. I swear to God, sugar cookie, I'm going to punch you right in the mouth. Oh, struck a nerve, have I? All right, everyone, welcome to the first production meeting for Died Suddenly. Before we get started, I just want to say that I'm honored to be working with this group of experts. So why don't we just start off by going around the room and introducing ourselves? Okay, hi, I'm Bemilda Cunningham, and I'm an embalmer. Oh, wow, our first medical expert. That's great. 
Um, kinda. I, I have the required two-year associate degree. Yeah, right. But I bet you have to take like a bunch of medical classes, right? Oh, we we take anatomy. That's medical, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my name is Chick Rankins. Uh, I'm a mentally ill misinformation spreader, and literally all my Google results are about how wrong I am. It's like four pages deep. It's just how wrong I am. Love it. Love it. Controversy. I'm white nationalist Stu Peters, and I'm a bit too extreme for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, political. Yeah, we're covering all the angles of expertise. And I am a random word generator whose base data set is the things Alex Jones screams in his sleep. All right, dream team. Let's get stuff started, guys. Gay frogs. Amen, Magic Box. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to open up on a quick pre-credits tease where we meet a dude who is poking around in some dead folks when he noticed something a little unusual. Right. <laughs> well, no, sorry. First, we get the radio. We get the radio voiceover telling us that shit's hitting the fan a little bit. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. This this uncredited radio report that's being played in voiceover is definitely going to convince me. This has already got me on board. Oh yeah, that's the, the highest standard of evidence. This movie uses a lot of out of context clips that don't worry, they're definitely related to the thing they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. I know that Marsh is the one who does the research when he comes on the show, but I did some like research on the first couple of screenshots I saw, and mm. I was like, okay, I've I found like three drug overdoses. I'm done doing. This now, I'm sure Marsh will tell me. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a load of that, and there's ah, oh, we'll we'll come to it. We'll come to it. There's one of my favorite things that almost made best worse, but I'll I'll come to it. Yeah, no, there was a lot of fact checking. This one was a lot more fun than normal. <laughs> but we're opening on. We, we've got this dude. We're in a car with him, and he's like, you know, I've noticed something. I've noticed some weird anomalies in people's blood, and I'm like, please tell me this guy doesn't have a blood-related job. Uh, it turns out he's a he's an embalmer, so it does make sense ultimately. Yeah, he's just a guy who says. Yeah, he can I work. I work at Kinkos. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, he does say, "I feel like I'm seeing something that nobody else sees," and I wrote in my notes, "A very good sign that you're insane." Yeah, right. Because he's bringing that up as proof that he's right. Like nobody will see what I see. So that means I'm the one that's right and yes, everyone right. else is wrong. Exactly. And the rest of the world. Yeah. Then they, <laughs> so, but then they open up, they get, we get their, their opening credits. They're playing Welcome to the Machine, which I am not okay with. I'm just, that was <laughs> bad. And then we, we get a guy coming in and he's just very quickly just to tease us because these are scary sounding words. He goes, We're in fifth generation warfare. Scary words. Scary words. But what was first generation warfare then? If this is fifth generation, because I thought fifth generation warfare, you're only saying that because of 5G. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was first generation warfare just like shouting insults at each other. Is that rocks, kind of how that or like rocks, rocks and think, sharpened yeah. sticks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. They're just trying to figure out the categories of warfare, like fucking Ken Ham <laughs> trying to do the 103 kinds of animals or whatever the fuck he's got. <laughs> Well, but there is a fifth generation warfare. And what it looks like is this goddamn movie, right? It's disinformation warfare. That's what that phrase refers to. Right. It makes yeah. us even better. <laughs> and then the credits almost seem to be just like trying to like reassure us 
that this isn't an Illuminati production, right? Just yeah. like we, we get a shot of like we get an MK Ultra headline, we get a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald, we have a shot of Jeffrey Epstein not killing himself. <laughs> yes. I think they're going to argue then that Epstein was killed by a blood clot. Is that what they're going to call this film? It was blood clots all the way down. JFK, yeah, right. blood clot, really big one, back of the head. We see the they show the moon landing. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie about? No, I think it's good because this is like, you know when someone's talking to you on a bus and then they're like, and that's why the turtles will steal your blood and you get to be like, oh, okay, you're fucking crazy. That's yeah. this movie's version of right. that. Is yeah. like, no, yeah. I assure you. I Showing have- the Bigfoot video right up front is their way of ru- uh, like sort of weeding us out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they right. even show like in, the, in this footage, Elvis, like young, young, attractive Elvis getting vaccinated. So are they going to argue that a vaccine caused fat Elvis? Is that like the later <laughs> Vegas Elvis was, oh, that was just a vaccine side effect. A lot of swelling that was, an awful lot of swelling. <laughs> wait a second. God, wait, Marsh said words in an order that I would like to be true. Think about it. I got vaccinated. I've gained a ton of weight. <laughs> huh? Interesting. Nothing Interesting. else I could think of that would be the cause of that. <laughs> Died suddenly too. Yeah. And so, but eventually the credits end on a clip of Tom Hanks from a Today's show appearance where he's talking about the threequel to the Da Vinci Code. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Like, I know that he's talking about the Da Vinci Code, and this was the plot of the Da Vinci Code movie that he was doing. But who with the fucking Good Morning America was like, hey, Ask him about Malthusian theory. I think that's a fun... I think as our show airs at 7 a.m. for fucking people getting off the night shift to fall asleep to, they'd like to hear about the Malthusian theory from the guy from Big. That's Let's get Woody... Yeah, let's give him 20 seconds to talk about the population bomb. We can do this. Yeah, it's fine. He, yeah. He's got the chops. Yeah, and then so that, but that was our introduction to a section on Malthusian theory, right? And how it motivates everything that Bill Gates does, I guess. And to be clear, so Malthusian theory, that's, uh, it was Thomas Malthus. Yeah, yeah. The Reverend Thomas Malthus. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first person to be going to say, like, hey, you guys notice how our food supply increases by a, a, a linear amount and then our population by an exponential amount? Like that, that's going to be a problem, right? Yeah. So they argue that, but they're they're also sort of arguing that this Malthusian theory is sort of like hidden knowledge being used by the elites, but they're arguing it while reciting this guy's Wikipedia page. So it's not that (laughs) hidden. Yeah. And then they're they're trying really hard to make the Reverend Thomas Malthus, an 18th century British demographer, seem like a bad guy which is really pushing it against an open door. Like, yeah, oh yeah, right. this, this Victorian demographer uh, was, uh, was a bad guy, it turns out. Yeah, just just see the, the, the collection of skulls on the shelf behind him. Didn't yes. give that away. Right. I was going to say, because the thing is, your crazy solution is actually less evil and less crazy than Malthus's solution. Right, yeah, right. Which was just like, all right, here's the thing about Chinese people. And you're like, oh, okay, man, they're back to Wikipedia, sir. Yeah. And the thing is, when he said this, this was the 18th century, 1800. So, like, there was only a billion people on the planet at that point. So he was wrong, basically. Is <laughs> what he was yes, exactly. He absolutely didn't take into account that we would improve our ability to feed people or find ways to cultivate new land, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. But the movie is going to show us a series of clips of famous, I guess, Illuminati people 
talking about overpopulation. Uh, the Illuminati apparently includes Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they fucking hate Bill Nye, and I don't know why. I, why do they? Why are they so fixated? It's because he's the science guy, right? Mm. And like, right. <laughs> if we just take out the science guy. There'll be nothing left of science. That's he's right. Like, There's he's nothing. The, the, he's the, the boss the... of science. Yeah. Oh, well, the end boss yes. of science. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, again, they're trying to make this whole like, you know, the evil Illuminati knows there's too many people and they want to kill a bunch of them off. And it's a really evil plan that they're doing openly. And then they undercut the shit out of that when they then show Bill Nye going and then the population goes whoop this way and the resources go whoop bump, bump, down this way. You know, come on. How the fuck are you going to mix Bill Nye's shenanigans with your attempt to scare us? Yeah, he's just doing sound effects in the evil plotting room. And then we give everyone the vaccine. (laughs) Sorry, that happens no matter what I'm saying. Well, and also, so then they show Bill Gates talking about this, right? Who is the epitome of evil to these people. And Bill Gates is the fucking Bill Nye of billionaires, right? I just cannot look at that guy and be like, oh, that's a scary dude right there. Yeah, here's the crazy thing. There are so many bad things about Bill Gates, right? Not just hypothetically. There are real problems with Bill Gates and his legacy, and they never get any of them. Every time he's just like, well, I sure would like to get rid of polio. And they're like, you fucking Jew. (laughs) They are missing the broad side of a barn here. It's real upsetting. Yeah. But they have this whole, like, you know, if we only play the first half of people's sentences, they sound really scary montage that, like, they introduce all of these Illuminati folks with. And they've got the clip from Bill Gates, the one where he says, you know, about how the population is going up to 9 billion. If we do a good job of vaccines, we can reduce that by 10 to 15 percent. And I wrote in my notes, oh, it's good that they didn't even edit it to make it sound like he said something else, which is what they normally do. They normally Mm -hmm. take out the bit where it says the population's going up to 9 billion. They just go, the population's at 7 billion, dot, 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 and we can reduce that by 10 percent. That's what they normally do. I thought, oh, at least this movie is honest enough that they didn't do that. But then as soon as Bill Gates, the clip is finished, they immediately cut to a guy misstating what Bill Gates just said. Just completely yes. like repeating, but lying about what he just said a second ago. I, I literally wrote in my notes, but that's not what he said. We just saw the clip, Chad. Have you seen the clip in your movie? Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I put down here as an analogy. Well, Bill Gates is saying that there's too many socks and they don't all fit in his sock drawer, but he thinks he can get rid of half of the ones that don't. And then this guy comes on and says, why are you going to throw away half of your socks, Bill Gates? What, what are you going to do without any left-footed socks, Bill Gates? You're going to throw away every one of your lefties? <laughs> So, yeah, and and this guy is our first expert. This is Chad Wisnot. Actually, that's apparently not his name. They apparently misspell his name in the documentary. I don't remember what his real name is. (laughs) Oh, you hate to see (laughs) it. Incredible. (laughs) But he's a funeral director, and he starts off with, well, common sense will tell you. And I'm just like, oh, this is about to be fucking brilliant, isn't it? (laughs) And, And then he accuses Bill Gates of having just said, in the clip that we just saw, accuses him of having said, that he's going to use vaccines to lower the population. Now, to be clear, what he's talking, what, what Bill Gates was talking about is how when you improve health care, you lower family size. Yeah. Right. That's just a fact. It, it might be counterintuitive if you're an idiot. and You don't want to know that. But that's the truth of the matter. So he's, when he says if we improve health care and improve vaccination, we can bring population growth down. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, because... People in developing countries don't need to have like eight kids to ensure that one of them survives to adulthood. So you can just have one or two kids and then not be tied to constantly giving birth (laughs) and constantly rearing children and actually have a life of your own and do stuff that way. That's what this is all about, really. Yeah. You know how you've never thought to yourself, 
a spare son. That's what we're rooting for. Here. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. And and the other the other thing that you have to keep in mind though is that access to healthcare, generally speaking, means as, access to birth control, which is a huge yeah. fucking part of this. Yeah. But anyway, so Chad Wisnot or not Wisnot not, I I don't know. <laughs> Chad, the funeral director, explains to us that he was not an anti-vaxxer before, but now he is. And we're like, yeah, that's that's how the time dimension works, man. Thank you for, for that. <laughs> and he ends with a line that I expect of all my favorite experts. He says, and here we are. And I don't know, but here we are. So, okay, well, that's, <laughs> yes. that's, that's reassured me <laughs> into your level of expertise there. Yeah, that, he might as well push himself back from a Thanksgiving table and say, agree to disagree with himself in a documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, it is what it is. It's okay. Yeah, well, uh-huh. that's, that's nothing there. That's nothing. I, I, he finished that sentence and I heard Marsh go, mm, on his very special episode of Be Reasonable. <laughs> so yeah, so, the, and this is where the movie introduces its its title, right? This is so spectacularly dumb. Apparently somebody done taught Chad how to do a Google and told him to Google for died suddenly. And boy, I'll tell you what, when you Google died suddenly, you get very sad stories. <laughs> so do. so the Illuminati's up to some. <laughs> but the thing is, for a funeral director, he seems surprised that some people die suddenly. Yeah. It's like, did this guy watch all of Six Feet Under, but always tune in a few minutes into each episode? Where someone, <laughs> okay, so they've got a dead body already. Okay. <laughs> Don't know how that bit happened, but we'll, we'll carry on from here. So they start playing all they show us a bunch of clips of, you know, what happens when you Google died suddenly. And these are the worst curated Google results you can imagine. One of them literally is about the demise of the Google Stadium. It is. It's so good. This has almost made my best worst because this is all the headlines of all the people that died suddenly. And then they show the headline, Stadia died like Hemingway, went bankrupt gradually and then suddenly. And Stadia was Google's like streaming platform. So this vaccine is so powerful, it can kill off tech ventures. That's how evil this vaccine is. But also like another one of the headlines is about a guy who died in a car crash. Another one's about a guy who died in a fall. Like <laughs> the vaccine pushed him off the fucking ladder. <laughs> yeah, I researched a few of these and I was like, oh my God, they made a documentary based on the fact that CNN doesn't print your obituary with choked on his vomit while ODing on ketamine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's basically, it's that. And the fact that the phrase died slowly and agonizingly doesn't get as many news hits. That <laughs> yeah, doesn't right. tend to make it in the headline. Oh, please put that, guys. Guys, you're going to live when I'm dead. Please have that be in my obituary. I'll, I'll see what we can do. I'll see what we can do. So, okay. So then we cut to Richard Hirschman, trade embalmer, and he's going to be the chief scientist of the movie. Now, to be super, super clear here, in case it's not obvious, embalmers get virtually no, or I would, I'm going to say no, medical training, right? They're not scientists in any way. They're not medical experts in any way. They put juice in dead people. I'm not trying to belittle the profession, but that's the amount of expertise that he brings to this table, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they make dead people look pretty. They're, they're yes. corpse beauticians is what they are. <laughs> yes. and that's fine. It, if you stay in your lane, you can be an excellent corpse beautician, but don't try and tell me about vaccines. Right. Yeah, I, just again, not to uh, impugn anybody's uh, work here, but I will say that um, in the state of New Jersey, 
if you took anatomy in high school, you don't have to do any medical classes at okay. all to be an embalmer. There you, you can go. use your high school anatomy credits. Oh, wow. You guys are going way out of your way not to offend embalmers. Like, you've got access to the demographics of your show. It's like, yeah, weirdly, we skew really embalming <laughs> heavy. Like, our, <laughs> our listenership just loves to be around corpses. I, just, I don't know, know what it is. I don't want somebody to give me a funny face when I die. Just, you never know. You got you just hedge your bets. <laughs> yeah. Also, who's listening to podcasts? People with long, boring jobs and headphones in their ears. That's and fair. in every movie, the embalmer guy always is listening to something, right? And that's yes. eating a big sloppy sandwich. Yep, oh, and, and eating the a sandwich. big sloppy yep. sandwich. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you should start getting ads from like Subway and things like that. Yeah. Really, really sort of niche into that demographic. There you Sell go. the shit out of some fucking Jimmy Johns. <laughs> so now, so Richard Hirschman, though, is he's going to introduce us to this movie's main premise, which is to say that the vaccines are causing these weird blood clots that only the embalmers are seeing. And he's got samples. He's brought blood clots with him, right? Like he's got 130 little vials of gross shit that he took out of dead people. Uh, Marsh, I know you're not a medical expert or anything, but generally, from, from a skeptic's point of view, are you allowed to take home souvenirs from involving <laughs> teacher? Yeah, I thought that was a bit weird because he was really proudly showing off all of his samples. He puts them up on his little table in front of his cool, hear no evil, see no evil skeleton statues mm -hmm. that he really Very, had yeah. to get in shot. He was so <laughs> proud to get those in shot. Oh, yeah. And he is way too proud of these samples of other dead people in here. Bits he's taken from dead people what he's met. It's so strange. Now, to be clear, I read a bunch of articles trying to debunk a lot of this shit. Like the stuff that he's going to show us and they're going to do this over and over and over again in this movie. Everybody who's looked at this that has expertise is like, yeah, man, that's a post-mortem blood clot. Yeah. Right? Gravity takes all the colorful stuff and moves that to the bottom and what's left over just clots in just like that. That's what you normally would see in a dead body, but the entire movie is going to be them pulling that shit out of dead people's veins and going, well, obviously this shit would kill you. Your blood couldn't get through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran some of these things past Dr. Alice from Mercedes Skeptic. She, she was saying when she was at school, they dissected some animal hearts and her classmates spent the entire time pulling clots out of the heart with forceps because he thought it was fun to just be pulling clots out of the heart. So like literal school children were aware that this yes. happens. But the people who work with dead bodies all the time were like, what the hell is this weird thing? <laughs> right? It must be some yes. sort of alien worm. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is it looks real fucking gross and because it's white, it doesn't look like blood, right? And and yeah. so they're just like, yeah, look at this. They keep talking about how it feels like calamari and shit. Just like, okay. I would go as far as to say that I don't think there's anything you could pull from a dead body that wouldn't look gross to me. Like, <laughs> right, yes. I, I'm trying to think of anything, but no, pretty much all of it is going to be like, ew, that's from a dead body. I don't like it. Right. You expected a white bunny or something? <laughs> Come on, man. Ooh, a silk chiffon blouse. <laughs> also, like at this point, like the movie starts it here, but throughout the movie, it's real. Put your hands in this bowl of spaghetti. Like it at is. a certain point, I thought he was just going to be like, and feel these peeled grains. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Oh, and this is what, this is where he shows us his Excel sheet as well, where he's oh, got yes. like an Excel sheet. First of all, he's got an Excel sheet of 
medical records that he's going to now show us on camera. And it is yep. just about redacted to the point where we don't <laughs> see the people, the, the cops' names, but we see their ages and what killed them. So like, this isn't great in terms of like the patient data, mm-hmm. but he's got in his little chart, he said uh, his chart is to find out how many clots he's found. And he's got green ones are the ones where he's confirmed vaccines and all the other ones, like yellow are the ones who've got clots who weren't confirmed to be vaccinated. But his chart of like 130 only has 17 green ones. Yeah. So like... He's already demonstrated that most of the clots he's finding aren't people who were vaccinated. Right. So that that should kill this whole documentary right now at this point. Yeah, the unspoken or semi-spoken theory of this movie is that something in the vaccine makes an alien white worm end up in your blood. And that kills you, yeah. Which means that the amount of unvaccinated people who should have those should be zero. <laughs> right. Right. And it, it means that we're doing very well with our blood worms, actually. Yeah. And then, so the Chad, the funeral director, his wife spoke extensively about this documentary to some fact checkers that, that, that contacted her. And she doesn't agree with anything. She also does this job. Mm. And she points out that her husband became a fucking MAGA lunatic after 2016. And she points out that like, when they send you somebody to embalm, they don't tell you their vaccination status. No. Right? Like, you don't know who that is, generally speaking. So, like, this guy, to, to find this information out, had to do some sleuthing, right? Yeah. Or he's just making shit up. Right. No, I, I, I would be very surprised if he wasn't sleuthing because this whole kind of narrative of the died suddenly thing, I've seen this on Telegram for months. So before this documentary came out, this was a phrase that was kind of passing around anti-vax Telegram. Mm-hmm. And it was passing around in channels like the, the channel COVID Vaccine Victims, where they find people that died and then troll their social media to see if they were vaccinated. Oh, QED. wow. So, and, and so that's why you're seeing those news reports of people who like died of a drug overdose because they'd be in the channel for COVID Vaccine Victims if they were vaccinated and then later died in a car crash, well, they were vaccinated. It must have been the, the the vaccine that did it. So I would not be surprised at all if this guy is like, okay, let me find out this guy's name. And now I'm going to start digging around social media to see if I can verify that they were vaccinated or not. Wow, I didn't think you could make me like this guy well less, but you just, uh, you just... I can't be certain, but I'd be surprised if that's yeah, what Yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. At least you don't like him less than his wife. <laughs> <laughs> So, who essentially participated in an article called, oh yeah, that fucking asshole. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right, and then we cut to a different licensed funeral director who's going to be presented to us like a fucking mob informant, right? He's just in a black room with the lighting on his, the back of his head and his voice is changed and everything. And he's just like, yeah, I've been bombed over a thousand people. I know my veins. These worms are new. Right. Why does he have to be in Shadows Anonymous? Is he worried he's going to upset Big Death and that they're going to sort of come after him? And like, he's a funeral director. He's not even the embalmer, is he? He's just the funeral director at yes, this point. Yes, right, right. And like, as a funeral director, most of your job is just be nice to that sad person, please. Yep. That's your job, basically. Sure. We've, we've actually found a lower level of qualification than embalmer, <laughs> which is like slightly flower arranger. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, no, I got to... Walmart greeter, but wearing a suit and tie. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then we meet John O'Looney. Yes, that's his. (laughs) That's his real fucking name. Um, He is a British embalmer who joins us via Skype. And I wrote my notes immediately. I'm like, I bet Marsh has met this guy at some point, been in a conference with him or something. (laughs) No question. They Marsh and this guy have shared an open buffet. There's no question. (laughs) Well, I initially had in my my notes that John O'Looney, he's a British funeral director. 
is this an Eli skit? Do I have to now do a funny voice and start talking about mattresses? Is that where we're going with this at this point? But the thing is, John O'Looney, I didn't know about him. I looked him up. He is an anti-vaxxer in the UK and he was supposed to be speaking at a COVID is a hoax rally earlier this year, but he had to miss his slot because he was hospitalised with COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like, oh, he can't be with us today because he's literally in hospital with the disease we don't think is real. <laughs> So yeah, then we get another embalmer to tell us about carotid squid legs or whatever. Another person compares it to calamari here. He's like, look, it looks like calamari. I'm like, it's bloody. <laughs> How do you have your calamari, dude? <laughs> well, to be fair, John O'Looney is eating British food, so you never oh, know. Well, that's, they make no, calamari. you're right. <laughs> you're right. I also love how they hedge their bets. Someone was like, yeah, there's these big white worms. Also, it's... um. Sometimes it's small and little, little sandy, uh, just yeah. gra- sand grainy. <laughs> Some, they might as well pull out fucking ink blot tests. Sometimes it looks like this or this <laughs> or this. Tell me when you see the bad COVID disease in there. Yeah, it's it's about the massive clots or the tiny clots. So the best type of clot is like medium. All, all clots should yes, be medium exactly, or they're all worried. Exactly. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> So yeah, so but then, then we really dig into that microclot issue for like eight seconds and then forget about it. This is where we meet Karen Haircut Embalmer, Nikki Rupright King. Yes, Rupright as in Scooby-Doo going for upright. The names just get sillier as we go. <laughs> By the end of this documentary, I thought they were just going to like, it was going to black out and they were going to be like, really, Eli, Noah, and Marsh, you're still watching? After the last guy's name <laughs> was Rump beep, right. boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, <laughs> beep, boop. <laughs> Sadly deleting beep, boop jokes from my notes. Yeah, right, right. You got me, Sue Peters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so now clearly she's describing a different phenomenon than what they were talking about earlier, That hence the inkblot shit. And then we get, we cut back to Richard and he's asking the filmmaker to feel how squishy his fibrous vein clot is. <laughs> and we watch him do that. Like so much of my notes is like, mm, we're watching them remove things from dead people. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you're right. This filmmaker's like, oh yeah, that doesn't feel like a normal bit from inside a dead guy. <laughs> yep, no, you're right. That's that's what that normally feels. That isn't what that normally feels like. It normally feels different to that. Yes. Yeah, no, this is more like calamari, isn't it? <laughs> And this is also, I love this bit so much because this tells you so much about who's making this movie for us because you hear the filmmaker off camera. He, he feels the little squishy calamari blood worm or whatever. And he's like, so of course that explains people like stroking out. Right. And the thing is, does it explain that? Like, did you just pull this from the brain? Because <laughs> if it's not from the brain, it doesn't explain that. <laughs> if you pulled it from any other part of the body than the brain, it doesn't explain a stroke. Yeah, well, and then, of course, we get the anonymous radio-sounding announcer voice. Again, we don't even know if this is from a radio or if they've just run it through the radio filter, saying that, like, well, scientists are reporting a rise in non-COVID deaths that is unexplained during the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, when the hospitals are full, right? And people aren't going outside, right? Is that it we're talking about? (laughs) But the whole thing of this, that the thesis of this film, therefore, has to be that all of the coroners out there missed all of these blood clots in, in all the autopsies that ever happened every single time, but then... All the embalmers are the ones spotting them. Yeah. Or these are clotting after death and therefore 
after the autopsy, it's just a natural function of decomposition. This would explain the entire thing without having to have a conspiracy of big coroner hiding it all. Right. Well, and also like, and not that it's in need of explanation because we haven't established that there's an increase in these types of clots. But if there was like bodies were probably being kept refrigerated longer during COVID when we needed more and more embalmers and shit. And this is a thing that happens more frequently in refrigerated bodies. So like that would explain that if that was even in need of explanation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like one of the stories that they're flashing up through all this kind of there's loads of people dying, it's like a 55-year-old DJ in the UK who had a heart attack, which is, ah, that's amazing, perfect evidence, except he had this heart attack 10 months after getting vaccinated. Oh, wow. So the only way to avoid them making that link is if the COVID vaccine also prevented all strokes and heart attacks. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, it was impossible to have one after you'd been vaccinated. Right. But I love how like the mob informant guy tries to tackle your point about autopsies. Right. And he goes, well, you know, autopsies aren't done as frequently anymore as they used to be. And his evidence for this is not like a graph that shows how like many fewer autopsies are done as a percentage of dying people. But rather, his evidence is the fact that nobody's noticed these fucking blood worms yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Most people aren't autopsied. Okay, but. Were any of the clotted bodies autopsied? Because <laughs> it doesn't need every single one of them to have been autopsied. Most people aren't autopsied. If it's a if it's a you know understandable or explainable death, it's only in unusual circumstances. And if there is an excess of dead bodies, then you're going to autopsy fewer of them if they're all dying of COVID. Yeah. So yeah, okay, lots of them aren't going to be. But were any of the ones you found the clots in autopsied? Because if they were that blows your whole thing out of the water anyway because they'd have found it in the autopsy. Right. One would do the trick. This is also the point where if you're wondering what kind of high quality filmmaking we're dealing with, this is the part where Richard, the embalmer with all of the, the samples, is in the middle of an interview when he gets a phone call and they leave it in the movie. See, now I I would have cut the phone call for my documentary. <laughs> That's me. Also... It's a fake phone call. It is. It's it's a totally fake phone call. It's supposed to be him being like, my God, there's another one. Let's roll. (laughs) Except this guy is not an actor. So he's like, hello, hello. You're talking now. And I'm talking. Okay. Oh, I'll be right. I'll, I'll be right there. I love you too, Grandma <laughs> President Lincoln. It's just fucking. I could have watched this guy do fake phone calls for the remaining sixty yeah, minutes no of the movie. Shit, I fucking right? love this but, shit. But it's frustrating because we only hear his side of the fake phone call. So it's like being in a room with you, Eli. Where it's, oh, I, it, there's a phone call going on. Okay, we're we're all we're all on this one side of the phone call. We'll just wait for this to happen. Next. <laughs> so. All right, yeah, and and so and he's like, it's oh, you know, I've been called into work. There's an emergency embalming that they need done right now, <laughs> and the camera operators is, is like, the filmmaker is like, hey, can we, can we come? Can we come and watch you embalm a dead body? And he's like, you know, I've been trying to let to get my boss to let me do that, and they are, you know, inexplicably hesitant. <laughs> to I've been asking people. people if I could surprise them in the worst moments of their life with a camera crew, and they've been surprisingly met about yeah. that suggestion. <laughs> what are they hiding? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what. We've got an embalming sting operation to look forward to, so I guess we're going to let that suspense linger while we take another break. But we'll be back in a minute with even more Died Suddenly. Hey, podcast listener, I'm Eli Bosnick. And I'm No Illusions. Pleased to tell you that there are still tickets available to see us live in Seattle, even a week after announcing it. Now, 
admittedly, it is Friday, and this episode comes out in three or four days, but there are still 50 tickets, so you should probably be able to buy one, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't like, I wouldn't wait. So head on over to GodawfulMoviesLive.com for tickets, which by the time you're hearing this are hopefully still there. We, we hope. And it's, it's four days. Four days. Plenty of time. All right, everyone. I call to order this meeting of the evil schmushmas who run the world and also want to cull its population. <laughs> so we've got some exciting news today. We're introducing our first new members in over 50 years. No Illusions and Michael Marshall. Gentlemen, welcome to the Evil League of Schmushmas. Oh, happy to be here. Yeah, really glad to be here. Yeah, so... As you know, the world is rapidly running out of resources, and the only hope for humanity's survival is for us to use our brilliant minds, cutting-edge technology, and billions of dollars to cull the population. Right. So, so about that. Right. I know. I know. It's hard to wrap your mind around the evil task we must do. But if we are to survive as a species, it is imperative. Well, no, it's not. It's not the evil part. It's just that. Well, like, have you have you considered using all that same stuff to just to just help people instead? Help people, exactly. Help people. I I don't understand. Right. So, uh, like, a lot of the problems that humanity has viewed as issues of overpopulation have actually been solved using technology. What? No, they haven't. Give me an example. Uh, the poisoning of the Thames. The hole in the ozone layer. The ancient irrigation canals of Egyptian cities. Oh, that, that's a good one. So, so what if instead of killing a billion people or, or or whatever, you just like you just fix the problems, you know, with the with the with the money and the technology, just just fix the problems. Yeah. Well. Oh boy, I feel like a real idiot. Let me tell you. Here I am, running a secret society behind the scenes of humanity with mass extinction as its only goal, and I could have just, I don't know, come up with cheap water purification? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. No, you're not an idiot. Uh, it's an honest mistake. Anyone could have made a mistake. That's very nice of you to say. And, you know, I really like your robes. Marsh. I'm trying to cheer him up. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit we're going to rejoin the action meeting possibly this this movie's main antagonist lieutenant colonel Teresa long and we're going to meet her as she testifies about this nonsense before the idaho legislature yeah and hey fun fact i don't know if you guys like those like google hacks where like if you type in do a barrel roll it spins the screen but if you type in lieutenant colonel Teresa Long, your Google goes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fun. Uh, this, uh, they, that's, they're just they already do that with Idaho legislature anyway. That's just there. <laughs> I think that's just like a cross contamination type thing. But yeah, yeah. So, so to be clear, Idaho is the state where, you know, it's legal to murder your fucking baby with a stick if that's your religion. Right. Like that's yeah. where all of the crazy anti-vax people in this country wind up. Right, gotcha. Also, I just have to point this out because they, they do a very clever editing trick here. They cut between the footage of her testifying to the Idaho State Legislature uh -huh. and her at a Stu Peters-sponsored The Vaccines Don't Gonna Get You event. Yes. Right? 
But they never go like, anyways, over to our crazy convention. <laughs> yes, right. Right. Leading you to believe that not just her, but all of these people are speaking before the legislature. Yeah. Uh huh. Ah. Uh, so, yeah. But she starts off. She's like, you know, it's pretty crazy if you think about it, that deaths went up in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> this is in need of explanation. Must be Bill Gates turning people's blood into squids. <laughs> And this is, she's talking about how the insurance companies say that if there's a catastrophe in America, mm -hmm. a catastrophe, they expect the death to go up by 10%, but this has gone up 40%. It's like, yeah, but that catastrophe thing is meant to be like natural disaster or terrorist attack, not all cause mortality, not like right. all <laughs> forms of death. That's obviously, if it goes up by 10% during a pandemic, that's not unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Teresa. Pandemics are worse than natural disasters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they sure are. She goes, 40% increase. No one's ever even calculated that. It's like, it's times 1.4 if you need the formula. I just did I don't know. Did you think that you did? Did you have 10, but you feel like you couldn't do 40? <laughs> so... Yeah, but now this woman, she goes from zero to 100 so quickly, though, because at first she's saying, like, well, you know, if you look at these demographic numbers and da, 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 and then right away, she's like, right after that, she's like, so clearly Bill Gates paid Pfizer to produce a population that would destroy people with menstrual irregularities and ball cancer, right? Because she starts listing all the terrible things that the vaccine does, and it's just an alphabetical list of scary sounding maladies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does she think that the vaccine is causing testicular cancer? Yes. Where does she think it's being injected? How does she think it gets administered? Well, once you get those blood worms going, they can go anywhere, Marsh. <laughs> also, she's very clearly like she she really struggled with this list because there's a bunch of not scary things on here. She's like strokes, heart attack, arrhythmias. Liver failure. <laughs> insomnia. In, insomnia. <laughs> yeah. Really? So the vaccine just gave some people insomnia, Teresa? <laughs> yeah, it really got to suck if you got ball cancer. You're like, damn it, man. Ed oh, just got insomnia. <laughs> I got a rock. Or maybe it's the other way around. It's like, look, I know I've got ball cancer, but at least I can sleep. At least I can oh, sleep. Oh, it's sleeping so well. <laughs> It's got on the G list because it sounds scary, menstrual irregularities. And that does sound scary. And it was proven that it did happen for, for some of the vaccines. There were menstrual irregularities. But in almost every case, it was, oh, yes, yeah, slightly heavy flow for the next month. And then after that, fine again. Yeah. So it was like, OK, I mean, yeah, fine. It's not that bad, I'm guessing. Nope. No, they've never even calculated that many menstrual irregularities. Yeah, it's probably yeah. this. This is like 1.4 times as much of a period as I normally would have. This is incalculable. Yeah, and, and then she says that the Pfizer vaccine has caused 1,291 deaths, which is not true. But no. if it were, it would be the most effective and side effect free vaccine in the history of the earth. Well, right. Right. Yeah. So we get her like at the Stu Peters event. She's like explaining that when when she suggested to her superior officer that Bill Gates was killing people by injecting cephalopods into their veins, threats were made against her career. <laughs> yeah. And then we meet, I guess she levels up. We meet Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers. He's the fifth generation warfare guy from before. Mm -hmm. He's a U.S. Army flight surgeon. And he also would like to tell us about all the dangers of the vaccine and its blood calamari. Yeah. Right. He believes that we won't have an army in five years because of the blood calamari. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, in five years' time, we won't have an army enough to be racist effectively at the border, is what they're saying. <laughs> what, right? yeah. We have we barely got anyone at the border because of how bad this is. He manages to sneak in a dig against the caravan of immigrants coming in in this bit, doesn't he? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and then we see it with some soldier telling everybody about how that time that the vaccine killed him and his whole family. <laughs> This is so sick. I had an allergic reaction to the vaccine. I was mocked and belittled. I wrote in my notes, I give this speech out front of Red Lobster every night because I had an allergic reaction there. (laughs) They ignore me too, buddy. I feel you. (laughs) He is a victim of the vaccine and his tragic story is, I was mocked and then put on precautionary medical leave in case Mm -hmm. my allergy was a sign of something bad. It wasn't, but, you know, better to be safe than sorry. Get that on the poster. Get him on the poster. And then we get a clip of still the dumbest man in the Senate. Thank you, Georgia voters. Ron Johnson, who brought this ridiculous anti-vax bullshit to the halls of Congress at one point, right? This is the lawyer guy who explains that miscarriages tripled over the five-year average and cancers, too, also. And like, I haven't checked whether miscarriages did triple. I haven't looked that number up. We'll come to some pregnancy stats later that pour a lot of doubt on all that kind of thing around that. But even if it was true, miscarriages tripled during the pandemic. So like, how much of that could possibly have been COVID? Yeah. And how much of it could have been, for example, the lack of ambulance responsiveness because of COVID? So something that goes from there being complications, but actually, if I get to hospital, it's going to be all right to actually, I couldn't get to hospital because there was no ambulances going because the ambulance is filled with COVID victims. Right. And also how much of it is just decreasing stigma over the last five years of people being more like comfortable talking about experiences of miscarriage, which has been obviously something that affects a lot of people, but not a lot of people talk about. So there's going to yeah. be that in there, like a reporting bias in there. Honestly, well, and also keep in mind that too, like, and, and this will be more important with some of the bullshit numbers that they throw out there later. If a pregnant person dies of COVID, they call that a miscarriage as well, right? There's a death right. and a miscarriage to deal with. So like, yeah, yeah obviously the number is going to go up. Also, I just have to point this out about the Ron Johnson clip because it makes me so happy. This is an edited clip where he goes, and the FDA should be looking into this because the full clip, he finishes that little speech and then whoever's the head of the committee goes, absolutely not. We're not fucking doing that. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that'll resolve spectacularly in just a second. But first we have to uh, we have to meet Dr. Ryan Cole, a pathologist who would explain to us how, you know, the vaccine gives us cancer of the squid or whatever. And of course, my first note on this guy is like, yeah, man, if you want me to take you seriously, definitely wear the white tie covered in day lilies. Yeah, that'll that'll sure do it. And his evidence here for the vaccine being evil is like, this guy died of cancer. It must have been the vaccine. People don't just die of cancer. (laughs) Cancer doesn't kill people. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking the vaccine killed fucking Batman, apparently. Right? Kevin Conroy. Yeah. All right, I'm on side now. <laughs> None of us. One, my body, my choice. And then we cut back to Ron Johnson's stupid little hearing where somebody's like, you know, the lawyer guy's like, you know, there was a thousand fold increase in neurological disorders in our pilots. And I'm like, well, that, that can't possibly be right. So I, I look into it. And what it turns out is that there was a data entry problem in the system that they're talking about, <laughs> right? The, 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 the system had entered a couple of different things incorrectly, and then they took the database offline to fix that problem, and then they fixed it. They put it back online. But this movie is like, and when we pointed this error out to them, they took the entire thing offline so no one could see the truth. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, when we po- when we pointed out this error, they fixed it. Yes, dun, dun, right. Dun. Yes, that's the nefarious effort to have corrected data that they're uh, exposing here. And then, so Ryan Cole, and you might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, but he's an actual pathologist. You know, this isn't just an embalmer. Maybe we should actually take this guy seriously. But then he says, well, you know, you could say that this started in biblical times with good and evil. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This this movie is like, oh, cards? I brought my own deck of cards and they're all on the table, baby. Real quote. If you don't think people work for Satan, the prince of darkness, you're fooling yourself. <laughs> okay, movie. Okay. This is the slipping a pinky into my butthole of crazy. <laughs> and the thing is, this guy already looked like he could be in Christian movies. So I yes. just think he's pitching to change career. Oh, interesting. I think that's what this is. We're going to see him in the next like 10 films you guys review. Oh, he's, just, he's, he's had a late career switch. It's fine. Go for it. You do you. Yeah, yeah. David A.R. White's new sidekick. There you go. But he's like, you know, well, Henry Kissinger wanted to lower the population. And look at all of these evil people talking about Ted Turner wanted to lower the population. I'm like, man, we were thinking of birth control. What did you have in mind, bro? <laughs> it's, it's worse than that because the Kissinger report, you know, fuck Henry Kissinger. But in the Kissinger report that they show on screen, it says, look, and then highlight, it says reduce population. It's like, yes. But the very next word there is growth. Yes. Reduce population <laughs> growth. Like you just... Next up, they're going to bring up the government's flood prevention plan and say it's proof that they want everyone to die of thirst. Look, they're trying to get rid of water where it's not meant to be, but they're getting rid of water where it's not meant to be. I just love the idea that someone thinks the population study nerds are evil. Yeah, right. Because like, I'm hard pressed to find a less evil group of nerds than the ones that are like, Man, there needs to be more corn in this city. We're not yeah, right. finding enough corn <laughs> there. Exactly. Yeah, the evil demographers, yeah, demographers <laughs> or demographers. Yeah, and so then we get a, a clip of Bill Gates explaining how, you know, we, we're, we're going to have to get that family size down real quick. And every time he's about to give context, there's a weird cut. The film just cuts out and it cuts back oh, in. Oh, God, they and- edit him so heavily it technically qualifies as a remix. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Teresa Long introduces us to the World Economic Forum. And I think all of us, because we've been immersed in this anti-vax COVID conspiracy bullshit for so long, I think we all knew the World Economic Forum was coming. Right. That's where the real Illuminati shit goes down. And this is where the film undertakes the Herculean task of trying to make sustainable development goals sound ominous. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They have grayscaled things like food for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. If you pause during it, you see it flash up things like a living wage, zero hunger, and clean water. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We hear from Marcius King. I'm sure that he felt very reverent in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we also get George Soros here. And look, credit where credit's due. George Soros does look like a demon. I know he's not a demon and he's doing his best, but the one clip they have of him, he is like leaking a bug from his eyeball. I don't (laughs) not get it. It's not ideal. And they have him very scary saying COVID-19 also helped legitimize instruments of control. And so I went and found the full clip Uh and he's saying, you know, technology can be used for good or evil because, for example, regressive regimes use all these things to try and control population. And of course, COVID-19 
legitimize some of these instruments of control that are now being misused by regressive regimes. Right. The fact that he was warning people about that, they took as as him like accidentally seeing his master plan into a camera. Yeah. (laughs) I love too that we like descend into ever creepier accents, right? We go from Marcia's King to George Soros to a (laughs) German guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they hate Klaus Schwab. That's Klaus Schwab and they hate him so much. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, right, and the and the clip they have is he's just saying such good stuff. <laughs> but then, okay, then they tried out the event two hundred one hysteria, a, a fucking staple of COVID conspiracy, so old that it's in my book. Right, this is the, <laughs> they like ran like a fake pandemic to sort of see what would the world's response be like, and then ever since then they've been saying like, see, they were practicing for this pandemic. How did yeah. they know? <laughs> Yeah, we, we asked experts in the field what the most likely thing to happen would be, and then it happened. <gasps> they must have caused it. It's <laughs> yes. the only explanation. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite facts about the Event 201 conspiracy is that some of the conspiracy theorists who believe in that have then gotten a hold of the other things that that research council has simulated. And one of the big ones is like a bunch of chickens die and there's not enough chicken in America. <laughs> so if you ever go for down the event 201 rabbit hole, they'll be like, keep an eye out when your grocery store runs out of chicken, it's coming. <laughs> that's, that's when you know the next step has been put into play. Amazing. Oh, and of course, oh, this results with a montage of silly songs about how we should all get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess they they felt like they needed to lighten things up. So they just have like (laughs) five or six different people on YouTube singing vaccine, like, you know, like pro vaccine songs. Yeah. Yeah. Some of which were very clearly just like people fucking around and taking the piss a little bit. Like, yeah, let's get vaccinated, but let's just have a bit of fun here. Right. So, no, that's sign of the new world order. Stephen Colbert, tool of the Illuminati. Well, and, (laughs) and what's so goofy about this is they go straight from the silly song montage you know, with, with Stephen Colbert clips to the fifth generation war guy going, and because you are in a war, you must be ready to kill. You know, like it, it, they try to like shift back into this ominous shit way too quickly. And then they go back to Ryan Cole and he says, and I quote, they will destroy your life if you don't take a lethal needle in your arm. Oh, such a great quote. Because he even he paused mid-sentence to realize how stupid it is. <laughs> right. Like his, his argument, they're going to say to you, take this lethal injection or we'll destroy your life. <laughs> That's their <laughs> point, is it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, definitely do the second of those. Cake or death. <laughs> yeah. And then we get like robot narrator guy explaining to us America's long history of psyops. <laughs> right. They, they open this up with a graphic that's like the screen is split in thirds. One third is a news clip about the Tuskegee Airmen. The second is a fake old timey cigarette ad aimed at pregnant women from Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. And the third one is a picture of somebody getting a COVID shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've used a couple of different like satirical images from computer games. I think there's like there's a couple in there. There's one from Fallout as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so but we'd see we we very quickly we we see MK Ultra, UFOs, JFK, Alex Jones, 9-11. Polar bears. Apparently yes. polar bears are lying to you because <laughs> yes. they show from polar bears. <laughs> Fuck them, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's fucking global warming bullshit that they try to sell you. Yeah. They got some Seth Rich in there. Yep. They also forget which Bush did 9-11 because they have <laughs> Bush Sr. and then 9-11. Oh, they do, don't they? And then we get 
a montage of people fainting and having strokes and shit. Which is very serious and none of us <laughs> laughed at it. That's very serious. So one of them, I, uh, these are all clips that have done the rounds quite a bit, but one of them is a nurse called Tiffany Dover, who I actually use that clip in talks that I give to journalism students about the importance of fact-checking. Because this is a genuine nurse who was the first person in her county, I think in Tennessee, to get vaccinated. So they did it live on television. And as soon as she was vaccinated, she instantly passed out. And then rumours even circulated online that she died and someone mm -hmm. had a screenshot from like a, a, a register of deaths and Tiffany Dover died on this day. And people saying if she wasn't dead, why wouldn't they just get her back on television to say she's fine? But she did appear on television in the same fucking show that she fainted in, saying like, oh no, it's fine. It's just sometimes I faint. I've got this thing where sometimes yeah. when I experience pain, I faint. It happens from time to time. Now I would say, terrible person to give your first vaccine to live on yeah, air. Yeah, she probably should have mentioned Find that. Find that out about her and inject the next nurse. Just do the next one. Let her be behind the scenes. <laughs> But yeah, no, this is not the this is not the last time we're going to see a, a fainting people montage. They're going to come back to that several times. But first, we have to get the greatest introduction to a conspiracy <laughs> theory documentary lunatic that we've ever gotten. We're about to meet Steve Kirsch. And the way we're going to meet him is by the cops showing up to tell him to stop harassing that lady from the CDC. <laughs> <laughs> The time that, hey, what's the best way for us to introduce you, Steve? What would you like? Can you show the time where my mental illness became so bad that the police had to be called on me like a public masturbator? Can you do that? Do you have that footage you can get your hands yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. I filmed it with my phone. It's right here. Yeah, so this is Steve Kirsch. The movie itself introduces him. The little blurb under him says misinformation super spreader, <laughs> right? What? Well, he he wants it up there ironically because that's what yeah. MIT called him. But, but that's what he is, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's trying to do a, like, psh, everyone calls me a wrong asshole. And I'm like, don't <laughs> tell. Don't. And he even does that. At one point, he starts listing the names that he's been called. You know, they've called me this. They've called me that. And I want to just carry on doing that. You know, I've been called Typhoid Murray. I've been called <laughs> Co-COVID the Clown. Just like, keep on going for me, just for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I just... can't satisfy a woman. My face <laughs> appears superimposed on my head. There's a lot of... <laughs> And there's the we, we're cutting between him introducing himself and the cops. There's a point where the cop says, so what do you do for a living, sir? And he says, I have over one million followers on Substack. I'm a journalist for Substack. Yeah. <laughs> a journalist for Substack. I'm a doctor for Twitter. I'm a doctor for Twitter. <laughs> but like Substack, it's, it's just, your I, I'm a writer for paper, for the concept of paper. <laughs> Uh, maybe you've heard of it, WordPress. Uh, it's pretty big. It's one of their many deal. prestigious yeah, clients. <laughs> and when he's talking about the Pfizer, he's trying to explain how bad the Pfizer trial was. And he says, the vaccine killed more people than the placebo group. It's supposed to be the other way around. Like, what? what? The, the placebo group should kill more people than the vaccine? <laughs> how are you going to get that trial approved? Yes. I keep telling him to stop using bleach for our placebos. <laughs> it's so cheap. We get it in such good quantities, you know? And then, and so, of course, and now he wants to establish his, you know, not anti-vaxxer bona fides here, you know? So he's like, you know, oh, some of my best friends are vaccines. I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was, my whole family got vaccinated. But then a person who I'm not going to name and no, you can't 
know who it is, told me that several people died right after getting the vaccine. And of course, in his, his fake pro-vaxxer story, he still believes in the vaccine, right? So he's like, well, that must be wrong. That would be impossible. I'm like, but if you're pro-vaccine, that wouldn't be your answer. No. Right. People got the vaccine and then died. Your answer wouldn't be, well, that's impossible because the vaccine makes it impossible for you to die. <laughs> your your yeah. the response would be, well, other people also died that day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it would be of what? They got the vaccine right. and died. Uh-huh. Of, of what? It wasn't of the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to argue that an unnamed person told him that three of their unspecified relatives died Therefore, proof. So yes. That is the argument he's trying to give us here. And and apparently that was all it took, right? He was like, no. And she was like, yaha. And he was like, well, fuck, she said yaha. I better ruin <laughs> and the I'd rest of my no. life and my reputation. <laughs> right. Yeah. He goes, he start, we get a montage of Illuminati stooges telling you that the vaccine is safe, right? And then Steve Kirsch comes back on and he's like, you know, nobody in the mainstream media has even asked what's in the vaccine. Yeah, that- and I just Googled what's in the vaccine. What's <laughs> in the like vaccine. That's wrong. <laughs> I, I specifically even know people in the mainstream media who have specifically, asked, like the health editor of the BBC is a guy that I know. And he's literally, he has actually literally asked the pharmaceutical companies what's in the vaccines. That's part of his job. I know yeah. a person who's done that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we beat, well, I did name withheld. I guess it just comes up and says family pediatrician. They, I guess she's, she's, she didn't want him to use her name. Well, she's a pediatrician for Substack. You see. Yeah. So. <laughs> but she's going to show us the vaccine inserts and how the ones for the COVID vaccine are blank. Oh, this was so frustrating. Yeah, it's like the nutrition facts or whatever that you get when you get vaccines, I guess. Because she pulls out the whole piece of paper and she unfolds it and folds it and folds it. And it's like, look, this is a normal one. It's covered in loads of information. And this is one of the vaccine. And it's blank. And she turns it over and it says left, left intentionally blank. It's like, right. But it's also got a QR code on it because the vaccines were so new that the safety profile was still emerging and everything, all the details about it was still emerging. So all the up-to-date information was on the website that you could scan from the QR code. The piece of paper you've got should have a QR code on it. Probably where that hole you've ripped out of the piece oh, of paper no! is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. But she's acting like it's redacted. Yeah. Right? She's acting like, <laughs> oh, no. And, and so obviously the piece of paper says it's left intention blank. So you know you haven't got a misprint. So you know it's right. just the QR code. But if you rip the QR code out, then yes, that piece of paper becomes useless. Does she think <laughs> that the, the, the big pharma would... Put in a piece of paper saying, nuh-uh, not telling? Yeah. As yeah, opposed right. to just ha, not ha, putting in a you. piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. I'll never, I'll never tell. <laughs> Tee-hee. Ask me nicely. I'm <laughs> Pfizer. She says, well, you know, they don't, they don't care if you're safe. They're making their billions. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like the more alive you are, the longer they get to sell booster shots, though, <laughs> right? <laughs> At the very least. And then, and then... Steve Kirsch, we learned that Steve Kirsch will pay any respected medical expert from any medical institution $2 million to debate Steve, I, him I guess. on the air. <laughs> yes, Steve, yes. Steve, I'll do it naked with a fucking chess playing butt plug up my ass, Steve. You can get crazy. Marsh, Marsh, can you do this? Can one of us do this? I feel like I Marsh know. can do this. I feel like I, I could get him on Be Reasonable and have him pay me $2 million for the privilege. Is that, that might be a thing I could do. 
If I had your credentials, Marsh, I would be actively searching for these offers at all times. You need to follow up on this. QED could be free next year, Marsh. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what. Clearly, we have some seven-figure negotiations to enter into, so we're going to pause for another quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Can our scrappy team of ragtag and bombers notify the authorities in time? Will the Illuminati think of a less convoluted plan for the next mass die-off? Will these filmmakers still manage to tie in Bigfoot, 9-11, and JFK? Find out the answers to these questions and more. We return for the negligent conclusion of Died Suddenly. Freeze, you sick bastards. Oh, my goodness. That's right. I done learned from the rubblementary that you population scientists are devising nefarious ways to cull the population. So, what is this? Um, It's a crash study on public water use for the greater Columbus area. Uh, okay. Uh, that's, that's fine, I guess. But what about this? This must be full of your evil plans, huh? Uh well, that's actually, that's a data set for city growth from 1700 to 1900. Uh, and this? Sewage maps. So, y'all aren't planning the color of mankind? No, um, no, mostly we make reports and recommendations to politicians who then ignore us. Yeah. Oh, that actually sounds kind of sad. Am I mentally ill? Yeah, yeah, but for your country, you're doing great, I guess. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I like your robes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back for still more of this shit. We're going to rejoin the action with Steve Kirsch introducing us to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, which we've talked about uh, quite a bit on this show in the past. Oh, yeah, VAERS. This is the say-whatever-you-want system. Yes. <laughs> which, by the way, my entry is still there, which is I died of stupidity from all the liars on the VAERS system. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Nice. So if anyone ever wants to search that data, uh, search for Eli Bosnick, it comes right up. Oh. Nice. Yeah, they will never understand what VAERS is, what it's for, what it's useful for, and what it definitely is not useful for. They are aggressively misunderstanding this at this point. Yeah, yeah. Or or misrepresenting it more likely, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And we sort of like glided over it just now, but we have to point out, this is the Stu Peters. This is the Stu Peters that Heath puts pictures of in our notes on a pretty regular basis. I felt bad doing this movie without him. I was like, oh man. <laughs> right? I felt like I was cheating. This is my first time of coming across Stu Peters, so I've not seen this guy before. Oh, oh so we did, a, we did a movie of his a while back. I was off for it, but it was a movie where he explained that the fluoridation in the water was causing the COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it doesn't really fit with this one. But yeah, though, there's a point in this movie, in this Stu Peters movie, he he produced this movie. There's a point in a Stu Peters movie that has a clip of Stu Peters talking to Steve Kirsch about what Steve Kirsch just said in the Stu Peters movie. This is like an anal Ouroboros at a certain <laughs> point. Yeah. And then, then we cut to Stu Peters like reporting Steve Kirsch saying something elsewhere. So yes. like Steve Kirsch says a thing and to back him up, his stupidity is saying what he just said. Yeah, saying that he said it. Yes. yes. But yeah, so, but this is where Steve Kirsch explains that he sent hundreds of unsolicited emails to people at the CDC and not a single one of them wanted to see the research that he'd done himself on the internet. 
<laughs> it's great because Sue Peters accidentally clarifies. He's like, wow, they actually said, like, I don't want to see that research. And he's like, oh, no, they just ignored me because I'm a crazy person. And he's like, oh, we should leave this out of our documentary. Yeah, because they have the CDC has a very specific spam filter that is set up just for me. It's got its normal one. And then it's <laughs> yes. got the spam filter. Yeah. And he says, and and one lady who works very high up in the CDC, I have her personal cell phone number. So I called her to tell her about this. And she told me to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went to her house. Yeah. I went to her house multiple times. Those scenes from the cops are them telling me to stop harassing that CDC lady. <laughs> And he's, he's got like a letter that he wants to give her, but the letter is just, it's two sentences. And it's like, yes. do you want to see the Israel safety data? Yes or no? And it's basically got like two little boxes for tick yes, tick no, like a middle schooler. Also, just to be clear, if you came to my house to debate me, I would literally murder you with my yes. mailbox. So right. I feel like her reaction was pretty cool. <laughs> Seems pretty, pretty relaxed, actually. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. So yeah, so we, we get that. Uh, we get an interview with his stalking victim from like CNN or something. We see her real quick so that, you know, I guess we know to harass her if we see her on the street. I don't even fucking know. And then there's this montage of like evil Illuminati puppets telling us that the vaccine will keep us from spreading the virus. So it's really kind of on us to do it for other people as well. I'm confused as to why they included this. I thought they were going to be like, and that turned out not to be true or something. But no, no, that's so they do. So what? So when when someone from Pfizer was at a testimony at a sort of hearing thing, they asked her before you went to market, did you have evidence that the vaccine would stop the spread of COVID? That would stop you actually transmitting COVID? And she went, well, no. And they're like, you see, they admit it doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, no. They admit that they hadn't tested for that because they mainly tested for the, will it stop you dying bit of the vaccine? Right. And when they got a yes from that, they were like, cool, let's run with that. And then we'll see whether it stops it spreading. But if it stops you dying from it, that's already a win. <laughs> Anything beyond that is bonus. Right. Yeah. And of course, this montage includes Rachel Maddow saying like, you know, the number of Americans who have died from the vaccine is zero. And then the documentary says, oh, but look over here, this unverified claim on the Internet via VAERS says 15,000. So that's more than zero. <laughs> oh, and, and then they do a really stupid, stupid thing where they say, <laughs> and we know that vaccine side effects are underreported by a factor of 100. So we can multiply our deaths by 100. Yes. So, right. But vaccine side effects include all side effects. I don't know. Have you guys ever logged on to VAERS to say what side, when you got a headache or a sore right. arm from your vaccine? Yeah. I know I haven't, but if I was hospitalized or died, I, I expect that would be reported accurately. <laughs> so we don't multiply everything by the factor of 100. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, mistakes that you make while you're driving are underreported, but only the ones like signaling in the wrong direction. The driving mistakes that lead to you running someone over tend not right. to get yes, overlooked as easily. Yeah. What I, there's probably like six million people who get hit, who get hereditary a year. Y'all seen that movie where the little girl she reaches her head out the window? It's probably that. So yeah, so and and then you know he's like, yeah, it's a hundred times worse than that, and it's even worse than that because this is just people who die immediately after the vaccine, people who die months and months later because of the you know blood worms. Those don't even get counted, so it's worse. <laughs> 
And then, of course, they show us more video of people fainting as if to say, like, look, people are just dropping dead everywhere. Serious. <laughs> Nobody laughed. They were, we all. <laughs> but like, these people are just falling over. People do faint sometimes. If they didn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have a word for it. Right. We wouldn't be like, there wouldn't be a way to describe what is happening. The fact that it's like, oh, that person's fainted because fainting is a thing that we know happens. That's why we give it a name. Yeah, exactly. And, and and look, it's it's scary to see somebody have a seizure, right? That's like a creepy looking yeah. thing, unless you're Eli, apparently. It's a creepy looking thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I just asked for a little solidarity here. <laughs> we didn't have to name names. I redacted my notes. <laughs> but the thing is, is that almost universally, these people like after this episode were fine. Yeah. Even the lady who falls in front of a fucking train here, by the way, that, that's a really shocking thing to see, but she actually is fine. She doesn't get hurt. I mean, she has got hurt, but. Which is proof that the vaccine also protects you from being hit by a train. From trains, <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> does make a train <laughs> One of them is just a car crash. Yep. Like they try to, they try to not let us, whether they put it in the middle, hoping we won't notice. But one of them is just a guy falling off his moped. And I was like, well, <laughs> yes. people just, people do fall off mopeds. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, okay. And then Steve Kirsch comes back and he's going to explain the two main ways the vaccine can kill you. <laughs> now and later. <laughs> oh, it's so good. He said the vaccine can kill you in the short term, but it's got longer term effects too. <laughs> longer term effects than death. So, yeah. So, oh yeah, the vaccine, it can kill you now, it can kill you later. Also, it can go back in time and kill your mum in the 1980s before you're even born. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, this, then shouldn't this movie be called Died Suddenly Asterisk or, or <laughs> Died Eventually? I don't it's, Died, <laughs> period. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Now we, then we circle back to the embalmers that we started out with. We're talking with Richard again. He's telling us that he spends most of his time driving. I'm like, mm, maybe check out some skeptical podcasts with all that free time. <laughs> yeah. Half his time spent driving. The other half is presumably doing his own research. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly. his, his split of labor. He listens to Be Reasonable, but he's rooting for the other side. He's like, yeah, man, come they on, have Leo. a new guest on every time trying to convince this fella he just can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's, and he, he explains to us that, you know, the busiest he's ever been as an embalmer was right after the vaccine rolled out. So I'm like, oh, yeah. the height of the pandemic? Was that Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. He means the peak of COVID. <laughs> yeah. He said mid-January 2021. And I went back and I found the graph of deaths, at least in the UK. And like the peak of the deaths is like the 20th of January. I put it in my notes yes, a little yeah, that, that is the point right there that yes. he was really busy. Yeah, so what a shocker. I guess that's in need of explanation. We check, oh, oh, this is where he gets to like, he pulls up at Embalmers R. Ross or whatever and he calls his boss to ask if they can shoot a pseudoscience documentary during his shift. <laughs> now, I want to be super clear. I've had a lot of jobs in my life. Never have I had one that would say yes to this. <laughs> None. We worked in a toy store. And if I had called my boss and been like, I have a camera crew with me, they would have been like, what's your job now? What job do you have? <laughs> <laughs> but they say yes. In this instance, they're like, ah, yeah, they're dead. What are they, you know, they going to complain? So Okay. This fucks me up. Because here's the thing. My body is donated to science, and I'm so sure that this is the bullshit it's going to be used for. <laughs> Some asshole is going to be making an anti-vegan documentary and be jumping up and down on top of my corpse. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm hoping some medical student gets a D on my face. <laughs> 
So yeah, and, and of course, that we get a content warning. This like, if you think that the blood clots we've been showing you up to this point were gross, <laughs> we got some really sick shit for you now. And in fairness, in that content warning, they say none of this footage has been edited. And you know, some of this footage may well have been edited, but at least the key parts, I agree that it's not been edited by the people who made this film. It may have been edited by the time they came across this because genuinely some of the footage that they use is footage from an instructional video from 2019. Yes. <laughs> so like, we didn't edit any of this. We just found it on the internet and pretended we we took it and it was blood clots. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Also, I watch earwax removal videos on TikTok for fun. So I was I, I found this all very satisfying. Oh, okay. All right. No, well, I, then... I hated this. I was eating oranges during the scene when it came on oh, and I was absolutely oh, not prepared yeah, for no. any of this to be happening. That's oh. the fourth worst food to be eating besides <laughs> yeah. a human heart. <laughs> yeah, calamari would be the worst, I guess. Yeah, yeah, or, or a yeah. really thick milkshake that you haven't like suck out of oh, the, yeah. uh, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. cup. Sp- homemade spaghetti. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> No, but so we watch him pull clots out of dead bodies again. And I'm like, yeah, man, we have seen this trick already. And then we get my best worst. We get the gusher. He's, he's pulling uh, yes! one clot out and blood and shit just spits out of the fucking wound. And I'm like, oh, God, they, there's no reason for them to show this, but shock value. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think during this, they even say, see, this is not normal. So what? Filming yourself doing stuff to a dead stranger's crotch. Hard agree. <laughs> Hard agree. <laughs> yeah. Also, that means that there's a reverse shot of some guy going, ah, caught in my mouth. It got in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I really hope so. I know that noise makes people nauseous, so I won't do it more than once. But but the image made me very happy. (laughs) All right. And then we, we meet John, who was injured by the Pfizer vaccine, or so he says, right? Like he's, he's got blood clots and shit in his leg. And, and now we, we should point out that there there was some evidence that very, very rarely some people got blood clots from Pfizer. That was a real problem. That's why the US, the CDC, I don't think recommends it anymore. And and that's some, something like only 3% of the people who got vaccinated in the US. I thought it was, was AstraZeneca. I think it's AstraZeneca, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. I guess that, that matters, doesn't it? <laughs> Just in case any <laughs> listeners who are like, hang on, I've got loads of Pfizer in me. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. But but at any rate, so this this guy, they're they're like, oh, well, I guess it's probably the vaccine that caused it. And it may even be, right? Like, again, it's one person. We we know that there were adverse effects for some people with the vaccine. The question is, were there more adverse effects from that or COVID? Yeah, but we also know that blood clots happen. Sometimes right. people do get blood clots. They're not that rare. They're rare on a sort of grand scale in terms of like the common cold is more frequent. But like mm-hmm. blood does clot. We know this guy has blood clots. We, t- we were told that up front. So showing us that he has blood clots in all these different scans isn't proving that the vaccine did it. It's just proving that he's got blood clots, which that isn't the bit that's contestable here. Right. Well, and then they try to like tie it to the vaccine, right? Because they're showing us these images, these thermal images that are showing where the blood clots are. I, I, I guess. I have no idea what we're really looking at. And they say, which arm did you get the shots in? And he says, both. They put one in one arm and one in the other. And they're like, mm, you know, it'd be more impactful if you said that a different way. Was it the left? Both, both in your left? Both Was it the left? Because our camera's doing the the heat thermy thing on the left and we would really, and he's like, yeah. oh yeah, you know what? It was the left. No, you know what? Now that I think about it, sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm on and camera, it's the left. They left all of that in the movie. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They, amazingly enough, they left him going like, no, I don't think it was, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 
The only thing they didn't leave in was the money out of shot that they started getting out of a wallet right, before he exactly. said maybe. He's like, no, I think it was yeah. both arms. Are you sure? <laughs> Just look over there. He's like, One, 20, oh, 30, left. 40. Okay, yeah, no, oh, it was left. left. It was left. Yeah. Then we hear from a, a whistleblower named Michelle Gershon, or Gershon who works at a postpartum ward in Fresno and is giving some debunked nonsense about an increase in infant mortality at her hospital that was associated with the vaccine. Again, this is not true. I also just like that they, the, the people are using the word whistleblower, like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. Yeah. Whistleblower, I'm safe. <laughs> no, you're not. I, you can't fact check me because I'm a whistleblower. Yep, exactly. I was touching the whistle when I was talking. <laughs> and this, this whole thing is such bullshit. First of all, they say that stillbirths are incredibly, they're, they're extremely uncommon. And I say, okay, but like the stillbirth rate in Europe was for 2019 was three per 1,000 births. So like one in every 335. That's their threshold for extremely uncommon. Right. So that's not, you know, it's not being struck by lightning. No, exactly. And then what we see here is like, well, we see the stillbirth rate in the hospital that Michelle says she's at, apparently. And we see like kind of a, a, a an email being circulated. But either this hospital is, is reflective of everywhere or it's just something local. Could be something local. Could be COVID. Or it's just statistics. Because right. you know, somewhere else in that hospital, it might have had a lot of these cases in a different hospital they had a month with zero cases and they're going I wonder why there's no stillbirths could something be going on that's preventing stillbirths it's just stats are clumpy sometimes they're clumpy but they're not clotty they're just clumpy sometimes <laughs> now we gotta watch Marsh extract stats from a big chart or something yeah right, right. <laughs> no but and, and again and this is super important to hear more than anywhere when they're talking about the number of stillbirths a pregnant woman who dies after 20 weeks or 28 weeks depending on who you ask that counts as a stillbirth if the if if the uh, fetus doesn't survive yes yeah, right yeah. so yes they all went up during covid so this is also they cut from her to this <laughs> this guy from new zealand we only meet him for like 3 seconds but i love him so much cuz he goes He's an embalmer and he goes, yeah, we've seen a fridge full of babies. Yep. A, little, a fridge full of babies. I was like, fridge full of babies is the name of my Rush cover band. Nobody steal that. Nobody. And he's like, and we don't even know who's embalming all these babies. <laughs> okay, well, well. Can you link them up sort of like human centipede style? Because they're smaller. The pup oh, could do like Christ. two at a time. <laughs> so is it too powerful? Do you sometimes like inflate them like a helium balloon? <laughs> nope, too much, too much juice. Shit, I gotta set this. Is there a baby setting on the embalming oh, machine? No. <laughs> what if what if you have a fat baby? Is there like a fat baby, thin baby? I'm just asking questions. <laughs> so that, then we meet OGBYN uh, Dr. James A. Thorpe. He sees more patients than all the other OGBYNs put together. OBGYN, OBGYN, my bad. And he explains that the stillbirth rate went up amongst extent expectant mothers and again doesn't mention that that includes women dying of covid during pregnancy. Yeah. He also says that the chances of that happening is zero. Yes. And I was like so it didn't happen. Well, <laughs> right, so he has this like normal distribution curve or whatever and he's like look at how far out on this curve this would be and then he like keeps backing up so like the first one he's like that's a 0% probability but this next one is even less likely. <laughs> it's even zeroer. <laughs> and yes, it is zero. Your numbers are wrong. They're just lies. <laughs> the things yep, that you're yeah. saying are debunked bullshit. They didn't happen. Yeah, that's why 
It seems unlikely because it didn't. That's yeah. why. <laughs> and I'm fairly sure the probability you're, you're plugging into your normal distribution curve are normal, not during a massive pandemic. Like, well, what, what does too. this look like yeah. during a pandemic? Right, right. And then, and then he says that the babies are having heart attacks in the womb. And if you're not picturing a fetus punching himself in the chest like Chris Farley, <laughs> you're, you're not the woman I married. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And then, of course, we we close out Dr. Thorpe with a bunch of news clips saying that he's exactly wrong in every single thing that he said. I don't know why yeah. they put that in the movie. Got a lot of people saying this guy's full of shit. So I'm, I'm glad you included that in your film. Thank you. Right. But then we get possibly the dumbest claim in the entire movie. I, almost certainly the dumbest claim, right? We go back to Teresa Long, who shows us some data. And she says, you know, during this test on the safety of the vaccines with pregnant women, we learned that. Eight, and this is an exact goddamn quote from the movie. Teresa Long says, quote, 83% of all women who got vaccinated ended up, and she's talking about pregnant women here, ended up with dead babies. Yes. End quote. Oh, uh, this, this sent me insane. <laughs> this sent me so insane. So first of all, what she's describing here isn't a study. She even says this is the post-market analysis. She says it's the 5.3.6 post-market analysis. She loves saying the name of that, the 5.3.6. And I think it's because those are the only two points she'll ever say that are correct. The 5.3.6. <laughs> those are her only two correct points. But it's post-market analysis. So this isn't study. This isn't trial. Right. This isn't experiment. This is now it's all out there. We'll see what, if there's anything we missed. So this is VERS. This is the, the, the 40,000 people have said, oh, I, I had a thing that happened to me after getting vaccinated. I best tell someone. So that's already what we've got. Right. So she's saying 83% of people who are pregnant and vaccinated end up with a dead baby. 83%. If that was true, we should see the birth rate of the US for that year literally more than half overnight. Yep. Which it didn't. It increased in 2020 and increased in 2021 and has increased so far again in 2022. So there's no sign that that's true. Okay, and then the film even fucking shows us the paragraph of this 5.3.6 yes. analysis. And the screenshot says that, that there were 274 pregnancies that were part of this, including 84 serious cases and 329 non-serious incidents. And it's talking about pregnancy and also uh, breastfeeding and various other things. That's why it's more than 274. Mm -hmm. But like when she says that every single one ended up with a dead baby... She's not suggesting here that this document is not suggesting that 190 or more of those cases of dead babies were considered non-serious incidents. <laughs> you don't get a non-serious stillbirth. So that is so stupid. So I went and found the fucking document to go through to understand exactly what was going on, right? Mm -hmm. They said 274 pregnancies. Uh, it was actually 270 pregnancies because there was a couple of twins in there. So 274 mm -hmm. babies, 270 pregnancies. She says, of which 238 they couldn't account for 23 were miscarriages, only one was a healthy baby. But that couldn't account for is, so we don't know either way. Right. You don't get to then say, therefore dead baby, any more than I walked past 20 people on the street today and I can't account for what happened to them afterwards. <laughs> they must it all be dead. That dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing too, even that 270 number, that's not every pregnant person who got that, that's every pregnant person who felt that their pregnancy needed to be listed on their complaint or their report on bears. Yeah, and it's it's even worse than that. It's even less than that because if you were pregnant and you suffered a side effect from the vaccine, like, for example, a headache, 
you'd go down as a pregnant person who had a side effect and you'd be one of those pregnancy incidents. Right. So like, if it had nothing to do with your baby at all, it's just you had a problem. The fact that you were pregnant while you had it is enough for it to count. That's all it is. And that's important. Right, sure. Because what if they find out that the number of, you know, the percentage of people in the normal population, the general population who get headaches is quite low, but there's a weird spike in pregnant people, then it's doing something strange potentially to pregnant people and it's worth looking into. It isn't that. That isn't the case because of these, you know, there's 40, there's millions and millions of doses. 40,000 people have said, I've experienced something. Only 274 of those were due to pregnancies. And more than 300, like most of those were not serious. Only 84 were serious. 23 of them were miscarriages, which is tragic, but miscarriages also happen. This isn't a higher percentage of miscarriages than anything else. Right. <sighs> yeah. It's. And then she ends this clip with, I hope I'm wrong. I just hope I'm wrong. And I wrote in my notes, well, I've got good news for you. Now. <laughs> You're so wrong. You may be the most wrong. That's probably, you may, well, I've just said the most wrong sentence ever uttered on any film being reviewed <laughs> well, for this show. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, it's, it's, I, I love the, the extent of fact checking that you did on this, but it's also, <laughs> it's just so patently, obviously wrong. 83% of every pregnant person who gets the vaccine has a miscarriage. That's the claim she's making. We would yeah. have noticed. You I and feel like I we would have, found would have out noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is what I'm talking about. Like why I love this movie. It puts all its crazy cards on the table. Because here's the thing: a lot of documentaries would have done this bullshit. Oh, we got facts wrong. But would anyone except I suddenly be like, you're probably wondering why? Well, Satan is killing newborns because <laughs> they look up, the God. most like the face of God. <laughs> First of all, this woman's never seen a newborn or God is wet and purple. <laughs> Second of all, what? She says, my heart hurts for God. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm getting medical information from a person. That's the kind of sentiment I like to hear right there. <laughs> this is also where she starts talking about the birth rates in other countries. Because mm -hmm. she goes to Hungary and talks about the birth rate there. And it's okay, we just now need, need to trust that this movie is being honest in translating from Hungarian, which right. is not a level of trust I'm willing to put in it. And then it's like, just look at how our birth rate compares to other countries. Because if you compare California to England, to France, to Hungary, it's like, okay, but why California when all the other ones are countries? Yeah. And the answer is because the US birth rate is up. Right. <laughs> well, and also like, so the Hungarian one, I actually looked into this and and it's actually like, like so much stuff in these bullshit documentaries. It's actually really interesting if you look into it. The reason that the Hungarian birth rate fell is probably because in the two years before that, the government did all of these things to try to raise the birth rate. Oh yeah. So like, Everybody who was in childbearing age just had a fucking kid pretty much. And that's why the birth rate, because it, it was artificially raised and then, you know, obviously lowered the following years. So gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. But but Teresa Long is pretty sure we're in the fucking preamble of children of men because of it, right? <laughs> Especially in Australia, where it seems like just nobody in Australia is having babies right now. And the thing is, I know lots of Australians. I don't know any who've had a baby in the last two years. So this has to be legit. That's enough. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened to any of the Australian babies I saw when we went to Skepticon. And <laughs> They're all I can only now. assume. Sorry, you cannot just... account for them. You cannot account for them. I'm just feeling really bad for God right now because I know he loves Australian babies. Like Australian <laughs> people are so much more attractive than us. <laughs> They're all dead now. Oh my God. I don't know what happened to any of those Australians. Iran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Guy who asked me those trick questions. No! <laughs> <laughs>
You kept such a straight face when I got the wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, oh, oh, there's also this great moment. I love this so goddamn much. They show a couple of clips of like anti-maskers getting roughed up by security guards in stores for being assholes. Awesome. I, I watched that a couple of times in a row. I went back. <laughs> all right. And then we get a quick montage of all the talking heads making their closing arguments. Of course, my notes are all just, can someone please get Stu Peters a fucking pop filter? <laughs> so wet. So much water just deep, deep in the cords of that mic. Yeah. Also, they have like ominously showing the number of vaccinations ticking up. And the yeah. movie wa wants us to be like, oh, no. But I'm like, fuck yeah. Number go. <laughs> it's so depressingly low. And then and they have this quote that's like, let us never forget what they have done. And I was like, cured COVID for the record. They cured COVID. <laughs> yes, yes. We might get the most hyperbolic close of all fucking time from John Looney, who says, and I mentioned this at the beginning, but I, I have to quote it again. He says, if we don't stand together, these monsters will destroy humanity. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird goal, because they're human. It's such a weird goal for them to have. Yeah. And, and who is the ultimate monster? The last monster they show us? <laughs> Fucking national treasure, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton! <laughs> the mo they close their scarementary with Dolly Parton being like, How about me, the parent? She's singing vaccine. To, she's singing Jolene, but she's using vaccine for the yeah, fucking it's lyric. It's just great. Like, how the fuck do you close on the third most lovable person of all goddamn time? <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> you might as well end your documentary with the concept of a carousel. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. They came for Dolly. That means Eli and I have some uh, like an arming up montage to do. And that also means Fuck we're going to yeah. have to wrap it up there. Marsh, thank you so much for suffering through and doing like it was there was a lot of debunking to do in this one. Uh, so thank you for, for helping out with the mountains of fact checking this week. Oh, I enjoyed this. I would not have missed this for the world. All right. And well, that does it for our review of Died Suddenly. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to tug those goosebumps back up for next week. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Will Loomis lives with his mentally handicapped sister, Violet. Oh, no. Who wants a younger child to play with. So Will kidnaps one what? and then another child what? from the local children's home and tells them they're dead and have gone to heaven. What? what? Will and Violet try to make their farm a little piece of heaven for the kids while the authorities wonder what has happened to the kidnapped children. What? We'll be watching... What? Kirk Cameron's oh. A Little Piece of Heaven. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing. We're doing Amazing. that one in New York. That's the live one. Oh, I'm so that's happy. That's the live one. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 382 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Marsh for hanging out with us tonight. Be sure to check the show notes for links to more of his stuff and a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors to help make the show go. If you'd like to get yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out the sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Data, D&D Minus, and The Skeptocrat. All available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres, Tim Robson, Taylor, of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by our Anslot and Drafts on Mars. All the other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, most used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosley, I'm Illusions. Promise to work harder on another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes. 
the embalming College of America's curriculum was eventually expanded beyond the knee bones connected to the thigh bone. <laughs> the restraining order cop went on to arrest a homeless person for not having enough money. <laughs> a bunch of 13-year-old rape victims in Texas signed up for the vaccine. You know, just in case. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.